Everybody, Angela Bowen here, the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. Well, I've got a treat for you guys. I am going to knock out this first ever Silver Spoons two-part episode in one podcast episode. So get comfy, settle in. If you're taking a two-hour drive somewhere, then you you got something to listen to if you don't want to listen to music, because this is going to be a long one. Of course, the uh, two-parter I'm talking about here is Season 2, Episode 18 and Episode 19, A Summer's Romance, Part 1 and Part 2. Let's discuss Part 1, and then when I finish Part 1, we'll get to Part 2, and I'll talk about that one. Ricky's classmate, Leslie, like I've said, we saw her in actually two episodes. We saw her in the hospital episode early on in season two when she was being very inappropriate coming to the hospital to see Ricky while he's in his father's hospital room. And then again for the Menudo Madness episode where... She ends up dancing with Ricky and saying, oh, one day we'll tell our children about this and we'll get married. And he's like, let's just go to the movies. All right. So she's got a crush on him and visits him to help rehearse a play. He's in a play? Okay. She brings her mother, Veronica, who turns out to be an old flame of Edward's. Veronica causes problems when she tries to rekindle the flame. So, okay, let me see if I get this straight. Leslie, um, her father is dead, or her, her, her mother is divorced from him, um, I don't know the situation, but apparently her mother is single and looking for action. Hey, yeah, 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 yay! Edward, you better shoot that down as soon as it comes for you. This episode's got a 7.1 out of 10 rating, out of, based on 16 ratings. We got... The girl, Lori Berger, she, uh, lady, plays Veronica Cranbottom. Writers, you couldn't have come up with a better name than Cranbottom. That's no different than Neville Longbottom. Poor Neville. He had such a terrible life. Let's see. This uh, A Place for Annie. I saw that movie. She was in this movie. I've seen Jonathan the Boy Nobody Wanted. Guys, that one is on YouTube. I think A Place for Annie is also on YouTube. They're both good movies. I don't remember seeing this lady in there, though. Let's see. What else she been in? Gleaming the Cube. I've heard about the movie. Never seen it. Oh, there used to be an old show called E slash R. From 84 to 85. She played, like, Nurse Cheryl Holmby. Uh, she's in One Day at a Time, Three's Company, Archie Bunker's Place, which I believe is the spinoff to um, 
My mind is drawing a blank. All in the family. Yes, that was it. Uh, okay. Um, the girl who plays Leslie. Let's look at her, uh, let's look at her IMDb. Let's see what she's got. Georgie Irene. Interesting name. Evening Shade. Married, uh, the last thing she did was in 92. Uh, Married with Children, 91. She played Samantha for two episodes, let me guess. Um, she's a love interest for Bud, maybe? Or a friend of Kelly's? Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue. If you guys have seen that, that's like a cartoon PSA filled with all the 80s cartoons from Disney. Um, from Warner Brothers. You got Tigger standing next to da Daffy Duck. We got Elf. We got Smurfs. Kermit. Garfield. Winnie the Pooh. Miss Piggy. The, um, Huey Dewey Louie. We got Elvin Simon Theodore. And we got Slimer up in the corner. We also have Bugs Bunny. This may be, oh, if this is on YouTube, would you guys want me to cover this? I might do that if it's on YouTube. I remember this show. It says many different cartoon stars like Bugs Bunny, Muppet Babies, Garfield join forces to convince a teenager that drugs are not cool. They're not cool. This has got a 6.1. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Alright. Remember that show called Out of This World? Is this the one with the girl who's got the... She puts her two index fingers together and she can stop time. And her father is, like, voiced by... Burt Reynolds. And he talks out of this glowing, like, pyramid cube that sits on her nightstand. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, who, who is she playing? The Allison for an episode. Okay. Um, Johnny Quest, the new Leave it to Beaver... She was in five episodes of Silver Spoons? Oh, I was hoping we were done with her. Um, four of those episodes were in season two. Um, and she's in season three, episode ten, Beauties and the Beast, which I think we get um, guest star Tracy Wells as Corliss. She was on Mr. Belvedere. She played Heather Owens. She was... Uh, this girl here was get in the Get Along Gang. She played Wilma Lamb and Paulette Pig. There's a pig in Get Along Gang? I didn't know that. Yogi Bear Christmas. She was in an episode of Maud. She played Baby Sally. And she was in the Little Rascals TV movie. I only know the movie from 94. Okay. Well, that's enough about them. <laughs> bye bye, Georgie. Alright, let's see here. This episode was directed by Jack Shea, writers David W. Dicklin, the creator Ron Levitt, Michael G. Moy, written by David W. Dicklin, the creator Howard Leeds, Ben Starr, Martin Cohen, a lot of creators on the show. Oh, we got some connections. Same time next year, mentioned by Kate. I'm guessing this is... Kate mentions that she rented the video Superman 3. Is Superman 3, is that like the weak link of the tr of the trilogy? I've not seen any of them. Let's see. 
A man and woman meet by chance at a romantic inn over dinner. Although they both are married to others, they find themselves in the same bed the next morning. Is that Alan Alda? Oh, it is. And Alan Burns. Cool. That sounds like a good old romantic romp that uh, Kate would be interested in watching. Oh, here we go. Leslie wrote this play. Well, that explains it, doesn't it? This is the first play I've ever written, but I must admit, it's marvelous. Well, okay, I was just going through these quotes, and it kind of spoiled something for me. I'm not going to reveal it, but, uh, grrr. All right, uh, this episode aired on March 10th, 1984. You know what? I'm ready to get into this episode. How about you? Let's do it. Let's get into it. But first, I want to give a shout out to some listeners of the podcast. We have Westville, Oklahoma, New Bern, North Carolina, Reno, Nevada, Spain, Muskegon, Michigan, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, B-A-H-R-A-I-N, Ponca City, Oklahoma, Dayton, Ohio, Los Angeles, California, and Dallas, Texas. If you'd like to follow along with the podcast, you can go to Facebook at Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast, and find upcoming episodes. Also, I cannot talk. On Instagram at Silver Spoons Podcast, if you want to email the podcast, you can do so at silverspoonspodcast.com. Also, on Twitter, we have Punky Power PB podcast slash silver spoons podcast so you can go there you can find out about upcoming episodes and eventually i might start doing a little bit of trivia again because i like to do that give shout outs to you all all right i'm ready to dive into this two-part episode let's find out what's gonna happen because i'm i know we know what's gonna happen we know in the future guys kate and edward do get married This is just going to be a little bump in the road. Which, why do we need a bump in the road? Why? I don't know. Alright, so we come out of the intro. Edward is sitting sitting on the couch. And looks like he's got some toys that he's testing out. We see a red visor, which looks like it's got on the band. It's got some light little lights on it so maybe it lights up i swear if this is another jogging thing i'm gonna be irritated uh looks like an old-fashioned toy car model i'm not sure what that thing is that he's got looks like a like he's spooling up some um string one looks like a rockstar tour bus toy and i'm not sure what that furry feathered multicolored bird looking thing is but we'll find out oh i see oh it's sunglasses with what oh i think i know what those are they're like to help clear uh to keep rain off your um your uh your sunglasses right i bet that's what that is Okay, again with the jogging. Who's his? Who's the person who comes up with the jogging stuff? He's like, oh, these are for if you're going jogging in the rain. Which they're basically like sunglasses that have those, you know, those little tiny umbrellas that they put in those um, tropical drinks. It's like that. I wonder if they like spin or something. 
Oh, they have like little on the lenses. They have like little wipers, almost like car wipers. That's creative. And it's got the little umbrellas up top to uh, keep the rain off. I don't think that would work in a downpour. Those little umbrella things, they're made out of toothpicks and cray paper. They would break in a heartbeat. So, Ricky's like, that's awesome, Dad. How about add an automatic defogger? That's a good idea. Oh, my goodness. He, he needs to work for his father. Of course, as Edward's like, come on. That would be silly. Like, no, it's actually a smart idea. Okay, so uh, Leslie wrote a play for drama class. And she's coming over to rehearse the play. This is just an excuse to get to Ricky. Because if this was the play she wrote for drama class, she'd be doing this in drama class. Unless it's a two-person act play. So I'm going to play this clip as he's like, I'm worried that Leslie's play is going to be all mushy, with love junk. See, Ricky's 13. So you can tell he's still at that age where he's like, he likes girls a little bit, but he still thinks of love as mushy junk. Hey, son, look at these. Eddie Toy's going to distribute these. They're for people who like to go jogging in the rain. Awesome, but why not add an automatic defogger? Come on, that'd be silly. I remember I told you that Leslie's coming over tonight. Uh-huh, you're going to rehearse that place you wrote for drama class, right? Yeah, well, I'm kind of worried that a play is going to have a lot of mushy stuff in it. I mean, she's head over heels in love with me. She worships the ground I walk on. So you shouldn't say things like that. I didn't say them, Dad. She did. Well, have you tried telling her that uh, you just don't feel the same way about her that she does about you? Not exactly. Well, well, it's hard to say that to a girl who thinks you're a Greek god. She said that, too? No. That one she wrote on the blackboard. That's probably her. Yeah. Whoopee. Come on, be nice. So Ricky's like, she worships the ground I walk on and basically thinks I'm a great god. And Edward's like, well, don't say things like that. And Ricky's like, well, I didn't. She did. She actually wrote that on the blackboard. Ugh, this girl is obsessed with him and it's kind of creepy. He comes in wearing a heavy winter coat and earmuffs. It's March! Well, I mean, they live in New York, so who knows? Maybe they got hit with a snowstorm prior to, or it's really cold temperatures yet. This girl must have gained an inch or so in height, because the last time we saw her, she looked really tiny compared to Ricky. Almost like she was, like, six years old, or eight years old, and not, like, 12 or 13. So she's like, hi, Ricky. And he's like, hi, Leslie. Like, practically gritting his teeth. So she starts to take her coat off, but she turns her back to him so that way he can help her off with it. Ugh. So he, he pulls her coat off and takes her um, earmuffs off. 
Okay, I'm guessing we're getting another visitor because that door has not closed yet. It still remains open, so I'm guessing someone else is walking through that door. Wow, they are really jumping to the gun here because, of course, Leslie's like, oh, this is my mother. Her mother's dropping her off. Why does she need to come in? Just drop your kid off. She's been there before. It's not like they're going to kill her or anything. Straight out the gate, man. Ugh. She's like, hi, I'm... She sees Edward. Her mouth is agape. Edward clearly recognizes her, recognizes her as we cut to his reaction. So I'm going to play this clip. I don't know how this is going to go down, but I am a little worried. Veronica! Edward! Hello! Hello. <laughs> I'm going to take a wild guess here. You guys know each other? <laughs> oh, son, this is Veronica Woosterman. I thought she was Veronica Cranbottom. Woosterman was her maiden name. Then she married my dad and became a Cranbottom. <laughs> I can't believe this. When Edward and I were college, we spent a summer as camp counselors. He was working at a boys' camp on one side of the lake, and I was working at a girls' camp on the other side. <laughs> Do you want to start rehearsing my play? Okay. Dad, we'll be in the library. Hmm? Oh, okay, son. If you want, you can use the library. <laughs> Edward's reaction to her is like, oh my gosh, because they haven't seen each other in like maybe 20 years when they were camp counselors at uh, a camp. Like, she was in charge of the girls' camp, he was in charge of the guys' camp. It's been 20 plus years. Of course, he refers to her by her maiden name, and is she a widow or is she divorced? That's my question. But the fact that he's so smitten with her, I'm like, hey, do you remember Kate? You know, your girlfriend? Yeah. Tone it down. I think you need to pull back a little bit, Edward. You are a little too excited here. Okay, so she turns her back to him. <clears throat> Veronica does. So he'll take her jacket. I'm like, oh gosh, she's intending on staying, isn't she? So now we move to Ricky and Leslie, and she's like, oh, isn't it weird that my mom knows your dad? Oh, what do you think of my dress? Oh, what do you think of the color? And he can't even get a word out. She's Miss Motormouth. And she's like, oh, my women's intuition told me that you like me in red, was I right? Well, Ricky does wear a lot of red, I don't want to say. He's got red on his, uh, his shoulder there, on his shirt. She's got a brown paper sack that, that she put her play into, that she put her legal pad written play into. What else she got in that sack? The play is called Love Gets a Nose Job? So her play is about this plastic surgeon who's loved and adored by a big nose by his big nosed patient. Eh. It sounds like weak sauce to me, sweetie. What kid is gonna be into the wanting to see that either if it's about adults? Kids will be like, I can't relate to this. What is this? So Ricky's like, I guess I don't mind playing the doctor. And of course, Leslie's like, well, I'm playing the doctor, Rick. Don't be sexist. What? 
I immediately thought the doctor was a guy too. That's not sexist. And Ricky's like, Leslie, it doesn't make sense for me to play the patient. I don't have a big nose. As she puts this fake rubber nose on him. Uh, let's start rehearsing your play. Okay. This is the first play I've ever written, but I must admit it's marvelous. Here. Love gets a nose job. <laughs> Leslie Ann Cranbottom. Uh, what's it about? Okay. It's about a brilliant plastic surgeon who is loved and adored by a really big-nosed patient. <laughs> I guess I don't mind playing the doctor. I'm playing the doctor, Rick. Don't be sexist. <laughs> but Leslie, it doesn't make sense for me to be the patient. I, I don't have a particularly big nose. <laughs> you do now. So now we head out to the living room with Edward and Veronica, and they're getting caught up on old times. She mentions how all those cabins, like, leaked at Camp Wumpa Wampa, or whatever it's called. Stupid name. Oh, Wumpa Gump! That's just as bad. Of course, that was the ladies' cabins. Edward says, I felt embarrassed telling people I was a camp counselor at Al Bernstein. Oh, I'm thinking of Sam Bernstein, those uh, commercials that would come up. So I looked up Al Bernstein. He was born in 1950. He was an American sportscaster, playwright, writer, what have you. So I'm going to play this clip as Veronica is reaching even farther into their past and bringing back, remember when we first met. Oh boy. This lady knows what she's doing. She's there for Edward. Do you remember how we first met? <laughs> how could I forget? It was after dinner one night. A sumptuous feast of soggy toast covered with cream chip God knows what. <laughs> and I decided to take a swim out to the diving platform in the middle of the lake. And I was already on the diving platform. I looked out and I saw you swimming toward me. I remember thinking, oh, gee, I'm all alone. What if he makes a pass at me? And I got a good look at you and I thought, gee... I hope he makes a pass at me. <laughs> but oh no, you were a perfect gentleman, very charming and polite and impressive with a name like Edward Stratton III. I mean, I had met a second before, but never a third. Well, what about you? You introduced yourself as Tuesday Woosterman. <laughs> <laughs> I was a big fan of Tuesday Well then. So was I. For the rest of that summer, we were together every possible moment. Yeah. I was very much in love with you. And I with you. Bring up Kate. Well, <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah, a lot of water under the old diving platform. <laughs> so they met under a diving platform, and she impressed him because his name was Edward Stratton III, and hoping that, well, once she got a good look at him, that he'd make a pass at her. And finally, look, oh, yeah, that's all water under the old diving platform. Now we go to the library where Ricky is bent over the desk pretending to be the patient. And Leslie, playing the doctor, has a stethoscope that she's putting up to Ricky's fake nose. What are you looking for? Ugh, this girl has never seen any medical shows, which in 84, did they really have them back then? 
Well, they probably have the E slash R because I think that's what was. Was that wrote up? Maybe not. No, that one lady was, or she, or she, her, the lady who plays her mother was in that show. I don't know. I gotta say, this thing with this play is really lame. I'm not into it. I mean, she's written words for Ricky to say, like, hey, you're you're gorgeous, because she's like, oh, you want a nose job? And he's like, yeah. Oh, by the way, you're gorgeous. And he's, like, grimacing as a word is coming out of his mouth. Like, ugh. And then she goes on as the doctor to say, well, you have a big honker. This is the biggest nose I've ever seen. Or big schnoz or what. If you were a real doctor, I can tell you right now, your patient would probably be trying to sue you for being inappropriate and offensive. And you know this girl only wrote this stupid play because it is stupid. Because she wants to mack on Ricky. She's in love with this kid who does not feel the same way about you, girl. I'm going to play this clip as Ricky is reading these lines. I know I have a big nose, but my eyes are great. I can see that you're a beautiful creature. And he's rolling his eyes like this is lame. Why is he even putting up with it? I would be like, you know what, forget it. I'm not doing this. I mean, are they scene partners and she was supposed to write a play for a drama class? What is this garbage? Because it is. It's hot garbage and I don't like it. Heck, I'm more interested in, in Edward and Veronica at the moment. <laughs> so, Mr. Stratford. <laughs> You want me to give you a nose job? Yes, doctor. And by the way, you're gorgeous. <laughs> I know. Listen, you sure need to fix your schnoz. I don't want to be rude, but that's the biggest honger I've ever seen. <laughs> it's true my nose is embarrassingly big. But there's nothing wrong with my eyes. I can't take them off you, you incredibly beautiful creature. Well, come back in an hour and I'll operate on you. Bye. Bye. Doctor, I've got a confession to make. I've fallen deeply in love with you? Oh. Why am I cursed with this legendary gorgeousness? Why does every man I meet fall hopelessly in love with me? Why? 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 You got me. So, we cut back to Edward and Veronica on the couch. When is Kate gonna get here? Because she really needs to be saying this. So we get an idea of why she married Leslie's father. For stability and security. In other words, he had money and she wanted to live a comfortable life where she would never have to work again. He shampoos rugs and he's an expert as... Where is your husband? Are you married or are you divorced? Because she said he shampoos rugs and he's amazing at it. Well then where is your husband? Why are you flirting with this man? So she refers to her marriage as having trouble communicating because she wants to talk about the finer things like Michelangelo and Rodan or whoever she's talking about. So you've got to be joking. 
Okay, so she is divorced. That is a lame reason to do. You didn't know what you, she, all she cared about was the stability and the money. She didn't care about the fact that she was even in love with this guy. And now your kid is a child of divorce because of you. Way to go. So her husband kept the business. She kept the house. And twice a year he steam cleans, steam cleans the carpets. So she says, I've dated on occasion, but nothing serious. What about you? Yeah, Edward, what about you? About now is a good time to bring up Kate. If you say nothing serious, I will slap you across your face, sir. Yes, yes, thank you. I'm playing this clip. Are you uh, involved? Yes. Her name's Kate Summers. She's my personal assistant. Oh, accent on personal? Yeah. Kate is bright, pretty, sensitive, caring. Get your hands off this way. Did I mention bright and pretty? Edward, it's been 15 years. Have you thought about me? Oh. Not really. <laughs> Occasionally. It's been 15 years, lady. What Twice a week, tops. Oh, <laughs> uh, look. Edward, what we had was special and it ended far too soon. You were I've in... always felt that if fate ever brought Close. us together again, we would never part. Uh, punch you in the face. Uh, listen, Veronica, uh, what we had was very special and it was a long time ago. And now I, I really am very much in love with, uh... Kate! Kate! Uh, Kate. Thank you. Anyway, I, I hope you understand. Oh, I understand. But I think it's only fair to warn you. I'm not giving up. Oh, I wish you would. Yeah, you need to. You need to. That better be Kate, and she better put a stop to this. It's been 15 years. You were in college. Seriously? She's like, I'm not giving up. And I'm like, you better give up. And he's like, I really wish you would. I'm like, me too. There she is. Looking as beautiful as ever. I noticed that he didn't say smart when he was listening to her qualities. That should have been number one. I'm playing this clip because I want to see how this goes down. It's Kate. Whoa! Hi, Kate. Hi. Hi. Uh, am I interrupting anything? No, no, no. This is uh, this is Kate Summers. This is uh, Veronica Cranbrock. Oh, a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, Veronica is uh, uh, Leslie's mother. <laughs> Edward, aren't you leaving something out? No, I don't think so, no. <laughs> Edward and I are old friends. Oh, how nice. <sighs> old friends, very. <laughs> <laughs> we were both camp counselors one summer. Yeah. Oh, how nice. We were very young. 
Very. You know? <laughs> we had a mad, passionate summer romance. Ew. Uh, well, Veronica, now Edward is having a mad, passionate summer's romance. <laughs> yeah, Kate comes in and she immediately sees Veronica and she's probably like, Who's this? That's a tramp. She's a tramp. That lady, Veronica. I'm sorry, but if someone were, if I were dating somebody and I saw a lady sitting next to him that I knew was not a friend, I'd be like, who are you? Uh, yeah, the claws would be coming out. And Veronica, you know, they're all standing up and, um, Edward's introducing, this is Kate. This is, um, Leslie's mother and then of course Veronica is trying to hold on to Edward's arm and all that like oh we were camp counselors we had a great summer romance and this and that Kate immediately latches on to Edward and she's like well we are having an amazing summer summer's romance like lady you need to back off my man or I will scratch your eyes out because I am myself am getting there Kate knows what's hers. She knows what's hers. And Edward does too. Edward keeps like, Veronica, please, stop. Whatever you think we had, it's in the past, all right? So my guess is that kiss is going to be initiated by Veronica. She's going to force herself upon Edward. It's going to look bad. Kate's going to see it, and then she's going to assume that Edward's chosen poorly. Yes, he told me. <laughs> well, I think I better be leaving now. Yeah, Leslie. You yes, mother. Come on, honey, it's time for us to go. But we're still rehearsing. Well, you can finish rehearsing tomorrow. Bye, Ricky. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Finally, finally, Veronica beats a nice retreat. Like, oh, I guess I should be leaving. Leslie, let's go. And of course, Leslie's like, I'm still rehearsing my play. And her mother's like, don't worry. We'll come back tomorrow and you can rehearse again. So she's like, bye, Ricky. Ricky comes out. His face is completely bandaged up. I don't see a breathing or a mouth hole. And he's still got that big, you know, uh, that prosthetic nose on his face and uh edward and kate look at him and ricky's like show business is my life like i'm sure it is oh my goodness now that she's gone uh what is kate gonna say to this because i'm interested this looks like a heated argument coming up maybe maybe kate honey darling I stopped off at the video store and I rented us a copy of Superman 3. Hey, great! Maybe I should have also gotten us a copy of Same Time Next Year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, listen, maybe I should explain the way things were between me and... Uh, uh, Veronica? Thank you. She's very pretty. Oh, is she? Oh, I didn't notice. She's lovely. 
lovely green eyes. Blue. Uh, not blue. Uh, orange. Pink. Well, like I said, I didn't notice. <laughs> Why do I feel so guilty? I haven't done anything. I know you haven't done anything. So why am I so worried? Kate. My relationship with Veronica was a long time ago. And I'm with you now. You're all I want. Thank you. That's exactly what I needed to hear. So Kate brings over a movie she rented, Superman 3. This is not how videotapes, they came in those hard plastic shells. You want to know how I know this? Because I worked at two different video stores. Granted, by the time I worked at Blockbuster, they pretty much mostly phased out the VHSs. When I worked at Hollywood Video, they still had VHSs there. Um, they didn't come in slip covers like you would get, like, a, a blank tape to tape something that comes in that cardboard slip cover. Didn't come like that. It looked like something that was taped off the television. But I get that Kate's worried. You know, Edward has been, you know, he's got an ex-wife. He's dated many people over the, in, in the past and everything like that. So, I mean... I understand with Kate being worried, you know, this woman comes into his life and saying, oh, we had an amazing romance back when we were camp counselors during college, or a summer of college, and Kate just looks at Edward and she says something about how Veronica is really pretty, she's got, you know, nice eyes, or green eyes or something, and he's like, oh, they're blue, I mean, they're orange, I mean, they're, I don't know, I mean, pink, I mean... And, and, and Kate's got this hurt look. She's like, I'm worried. Should I be worried? And Edward reassures her, like, honey, there is, that was a long time ago. That happened a long time ago. And you are what's important in my life right now. You have no reason to be worried. And she hugs him and they kiss. And it's like, that's exactly what I needed to hear right now. And we cut to a shot of Edward's face. Why is he worried? What, does he have feelings for this Veronica? He shouldn't. I thought, like, this is a short episode and we cut into the next one, but now he's in his office library, like, going through a stack of papers. Why are you there, Veronica? Go away! our summer together. Look what I wrote. Dear diary, I could just die. I looked in the mirror this morning and saw a hair on my upper lip. That's the wrong entry. Listen, July 28th, dear diary, 
Today, Edward and I had a picnic by the lake. We sipped wine, held each other, and Edward said that in the history of the world, no two people were ever more in love. Refresh my memory. Did I say that before or after I accidentally sat in a potato salad? Before. Ah. Edward. In honor of that occasion, I thought that maybe we should have a picnic today, right here, right now. Right here? Right now? Sure, why not? For old time's sake. Well, Veronica, I Surprise. Don't... I had to go to three stores, but I finally found the same Chinese wine we had 15 years ago. Wow. Ding hoi wine. <laughs> Good year, too. Year of the dog. I'm sorry, Leslie. What it comes down to is I just... Listen, Veronica, I think it's great that you tried to make this picnic, but I don't want to lead you on. I I have to be honest with you and, and tell you... Yes. Get away from him. I hate potato salad. <laughs> this lady is a full-on nut. I mean, she's bringing her diary and reading the entry of how Edward had said how no two people deserved each other more or were more in love. And then she's like, let's have a picnic as she brings this red and white checkered blanket, drapes it over the desk. She went to three stores to find the same Chinese wine that they had back in 1970-whatever. Or 60 or whatever year it was that they were in college. 15 years, let's see here. It's 84, 74, so 1968 or 69. And Edward's like, I'm sorry if it seems like I'm leading you on. He's trying to get his words out and everything like that. And she's like right up against him. Meanwhile, we got Leslie coming in and mentioning to Ricky, who's got no idea that his father and Veronica were involved. She's like, yeah, they were involved. Your dad, my mom. They were camp counselors, and they had a lovely summer romance. And he's like, you're full of it. No, they didn't. She's like, yeah, they did. And then he's also telling her how, you know, your play, I can't do that. I can't say these lines that you wrote for me. Oh, by the way, that prosthetic nose you gave me, I flushed it down the toilet. It's gone. So they keep cutting back between Edward and Veronica and Leslie and Ricky. I'm going to play this, kind of let it play out. Look, here's a picture of your dad kissing my mom. Who took that picture? All I see is the back of a guy's head. That could be anybody. Here's a picture of my mom kissing your dad. All I see is the back of a lady's head. That could be anybody. Here's another one. Okay, so they were in love. <laughs> but that was a long time ago. My dad's in love with Kate now. 
Not for long. What is that supposed to mean? My mother told me she was going to get your father back. And my mother always gets what she wants. <laughs> so after they get married... Married? Sure. If I were your father, I'd start looking for a good caterer. <laughs> but, but what about Kate? If I were her, I'd start looking for a good singles bar. Shut up. <sighs> What's the matter? I just thought of something really awful. <laughs> what? Oh, well, c'est la vie. Well, you see, if your mom marries my dad, then I'll make you my stepsister. We won't be able to get married. <gasps> I've got to talk to my mom about this. She's ruining my whole future. So, Leslie's pulling pictures out of her purse that have... You, here's your dad kissing my mom. Here's my mom kissing your dad when they were, like, 19 and camp counselors. And she keeps passing them to Ricky. It's like, this is the back of some lady's head. This could be anybody. This is the back of some guy's head. This could be any guy. So she shows another one that is the two of them kissing. And Ricky's like, so what? Who cares? He's in love with Kate now. Your mom's got no chance. So, Leslie's like, well, my mom always gets what she wants. If I were your dad, I'd start looking for a caterer. And she, and Ricky's like, well, what about Kate? And Leslie's like, well, if I were Kate, I'd be looking for a new singles bar. And I'm like, girl, shut your mouth. Okay? Shut it. Ricky, of course, is like, hmm, I got an idea. As he, how did Leslie not think of this? Because she's not all that bright. It's like, you know, if your mom marries my dad, that's going to make you my stepsister. And if that happens, we can't get married. Not that he wants to marry her, but he puts a pin in that bubble. Boom! Bursts. Like, oh my gosh, I have to talk to my mother. She's ruining my life. Luckily, cruel intentions would not come out for at least another 15 years. Granted, Catherine and Sebastian never got it on, so, yeah. Looks like Kate's going to be coming through the door here, and I bet she's going to witness this Veronica throwing herself onto Edward. Urgh! Makes me angry just thinking about it, because we know what's going to happen. That's what leads into part two. Bye. Bye, Leslie. Bye. <laughs> Fat. You're getting fat. No, you're not fat, but you can't afford to get fat. 
You could just be three chocolate turtles away from a singles bar. <laughs> Ricky, what are you talking about? <clears throat> Sit down, Kate. I've got some bad news, but I'm counting on you to be strong. Can you be strong, Kate? <clears throat> I'll try. My dad used to be in love with another woman. Here's a picture of him kissing her. All I see is the back of a guy's head. It could be anybody. Here, let me show you. Ricky, I already know about your father and Leslie's mother. You do? How come you're so calm? I know. You've hired a hitman, right? Of course not. Well, I'm calm because I know that Edward loves me now. Don't be cocky, Kate. Leslie told me that her mother's out to get my dad, and I'm real worried. Those cram-bonnet women are capable of anything. Well, I'm not worried. Honest. She's a flash from my dad's past. Well, I'm a flash from his present. Ricky, I, I'm secure with my relationship with your father. I'd never do anything to hurt it. And I know in my heart he'd never do anything either. So, Kate comes in as Leslie leaves, and she's chewing on something, and she's like, here, Ricky, want a bite of my chocolate turtle? I'm like, yes, please. I love those chocolate turtle things. They're so good with, with the nuts and, or pecans and the caramel and the yum and the yum and the yum. Um, of course, Ricky, like, takes this opportunity to fat shame Kate. Like, do you want to get fat? And she's like, I'm not going to get fat. He's worried that... If she keeps eating those, she'll get fat and her dad, her, and his dad won't want her anymore and he'll be with Leslie's mother and everything. She's showing him, or he is showing Kate pictures of Edward and Veronica kissing and she's like, don't worry, I know all about his relationship with Veronica. It's in the past. I'm a flash from his present. And your father would never, I would never do anything to hurt your father and vice versa. He would never do anything to hurt me as her hand is on the door to the library. And we are all going to get a major shock about what is just to happen. I know it. I feel it in my heart. It's not good. Are you kidding me? Edward! Kate, all I see is the back of a guy's head. everyone we are gonna move right into part two and then i'll just do all of my stuff the rating i'm gonna rate it as a whole and all of that stuff so let's jump into part two well we don't even get a last time on silver spoons we get it cuts right into the episode back in the library as kate turns to go she's in the doorway and edward breaks away from veronica's like no kate please please Excuse me. No, wait, wait, Kate, please. I, I can explain. Yes? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
Thanks for clearing that up. I realize it, it looked like my dad was kissing her, but there has to be another explanation. No. Such as? Uh, well, a snake bit on the lip my dad was sucking out the poison. <laughs> Nice try, son. Listen, uh, this is an awkward situation. Maybe I should leave. No, no. You stay. I'll leave. Hold it. Neither one of you needs to leave. I'll leave. Edward, please let me go. Anyway, I have to start cooking dinner. Oh, it seems to me you've been cooking all afternoon. Miss mm. Summers, I realize that you're upset. Oh, me? Upset? Just because I found the man I love in the arms of another woman? Get out. Yes! Take your ding-hoy with you. <laughs> Goodbye, Edward. I'll see you later. Much later. <laughs> Honey. Don't touch me. Hey, listen, I gave him a Ricky, triple Yahtzee right now. It would be a real lousy idea. <laughs> okay, Edward. Let's talk about you and Veronica Largebottom. <laughs> That's Cranbottom. The point is... Didn't you assure me just last night that she would stay strictly in your past? Yep, what he said he meant it, Kate. And didn't you tell me that I was the only woman you want? Yep, he meant that too. <laughs> so how come he was kissing Veronica? <laughs> do you want to feel this one, Dad? <laughs> yeah, I do, son. But in private, okay, Kate? I understand. This is a problem that you guys have to work out for yourselves, right? That's right, Rick. So please, don't be influenced by the fact that if you guys split up, I will be emotionally scarred for the rest of my life. <laughs> so let's jump back here. Kate sees Edward and Veronica kissing. That's where part one ends. Part two starts right up with Kate turning around in the doorway, ready to head out. As Edward breaks away from Veronica, says, Kate, no, wait. And of course, Veronica is all like, oh, I, I have to go. This is too much for me to handle. It's like, lady, you caused this crap. This is on you. Granted, Edward is also the guilty party because he did not push her away. We don't know what led up to that kiss because we weren't privy to it. And he's like, I can explain. She turns around. She's like, yes, like, I'm waiting. What's your explanation? What's your reasoning for this? And Edward, of course, is at a loss for words. He doesn't know what to say. Ricky's like, oh, well, um, a snake bit Veronica's lip and my father was sucking out the poison. Right, Dad? And Edward's like, uh, yeah. Try again, you know, and Ricky, you don't need to be here for this. I know that you're trying to help your dad and smooth things over, but this is for the adults to deal with. Veronica really wants to get out of there. Like, I need to go make dinner. And Kate is like, 
Really? Because it seems like you've been cooking all day long. So before Ricky comes up with the snake biting the lip story, he's like, oh, Kate, look, I realize that this looks really bad. I realize that it looks like my dad was kissing Veronica, but there's got to be another explanation. And of course, she looks at Edward like, yeah, okay, Edward, what's, how can you explain this? Kate is not amused when Edward's like, yeah, son, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> so Veronica's like, this is an awkward situation. Maybe I should leave. And Kate's like, oh, no, 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 you stay. I'll leave. And Edward puts his hands up, like, hold it. No one needs to leave. And Edward decides to try to book it out of there. Like, this is too much for me. Like, you need to deal with this. This is your mess. You helped start it. Okay, yes. I had to clap for that. <laughs> and Veronica's in the doorway and she looks at Kate. She's like, Miss Summers, I realize that you're upset. And Kate puts a hand to her chest like... <laughs> She's like, me upset just because I found the man I love in the arms of another woman. <laughs> Get out. And I applauded. I'm like, yes, Kate. And she takes that bottle. I thought she was going to whip it at Veronica's head. <laughs> like, here, take your Chinese wine. Whack. No, she doesn't. But then she goes and... So Veronica's like, bye, Edward. I'll see you later. And I'm like, more like, see you never. Hopefully we never see her again. So Edward's trying to laugh this off like it's just some big misunderstanding. But he sees that Kate is not playing with him. And she's still got that wine bottle by the neck. And I swear I thought she was going to bring that bottle up and whack him with it. So Edward goes over to put his arm, his hands on Kate's shoulders, and right away, and I'm like, yes, Kate. She's like, don't touch me. And Ricky's trying to break the tension. He's like, hey, look, a game of triple Yahtzee right now. Would, and Edward and Kate face him like, you need to go, Ricky. You need to let us handle this. This is not the time for a game of Yahtzee. Like, this is big time serious here. Kate's heart's been broken, and I'm really amazed at how she is putting up a very strong front right now. She's not breaking down in tears yet. She's not screaming at Edward. She's doing her best to keep calm and collective. Because Ricky's there. And I bet, you know, when she and Edward get alone, I can imagine that she is going to let loose on him. Because if you think about it, they haven't been together very, very long, just partway through season one. So Kate's like, all right, Edward, as she walks away from him to turn to face him, let's talk about you and Veronica Largebottom. And of course, Edward, stupid time to correct her. Oh, it's Cranbottom. And I'd be like, I don't give a crap. And she tells him, like, didn't you last night just promise me that she would stay in your, pre in your past? And Ricky, of course, is being the one in the middle going, yes, Kate, that's exactly what he said, and he meant that. So it's almost like Ricky is like the moderator between these two right now, which is not helping anything. <laughs> and then she asks, didn't you tell me that I was the only woman that you want? And Ricky's like, yes, he meant that too, Kate. So, of course, Kate is fielding her questions now to Ricky. So how come he was kissing Veronica? And Ricky is like, I... 
Dad, can you field this one? I got nothing. And Edward finally takes control of the situation. He's like, yes, I do, son, but in private. And he turns to Kate. Is that okay, Kate? And, oh boy, I am worried what is gonna happen once that door to the library is closed. Things are gonna get ugly here. Edward, I don't understand. Things were going so good for us. I know, I know. And we even scored a 92 on the Cosmo compatibility test. <laughs> I know, I know. So what's with you and Veronica? I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> Honey, I was working at my desk and Veronica came in and she wanted us to have a picnic, kind of for old times' sake. And we started reminiscing about old times and before I knew it, we were... kissing. Kate, sit down, please. Kate, I told you, I used to be in love with Veronica. And I had to bug pretty bad back then. We went our separate ways and it ended, but now I see her again after all these years and I'm kind of getting reinfected. It's like the fever comes back, you know? Kind of like malaria. <laughs> She's malaria? Yeah. What am I, a passing rash? Of course not, honey. You are a very serious disease. Thanks a lot. No, that's not what I mean. Well, what do you well, mean? Well, Kate, I'm not sure. I wish I could tell you that I just succumbed to a, a moment's temptation, but... The honest truth is, I'm confused about how I feel about Veronica. You're going to be kidding me. Well, I admire your honesty. And I feel that I should be as honest with you. Edward, I think you should confront your confusion. You should sort things out fast. I will. And I'll do a little sorting of my own. But as far as Miss Malaria is concerned, I suggest you take two aspirin and stick your head in a bucket of quinine. <laughs> So Kate starts out with, I don't understand. Things were so good with us. We even scored a 92 on the Cosmopolitan compatibility test. So what's with you and Veronica? And Edward's response is, I don't know. I don't know. I'd be like, um, I don't know doesn't work for me if I were Kate. Like, I want an explanation. So Edward explains what happened. He was working at his desk in his office. Veronica came in with a sack full of a blanket, some Chinese wine. She wanted to reminisce about old times. And the next thing he knew, they were kissing. And he thought he was over her. And it just had been 15 years. And that fire, unfortunately, was still there. That light was still there. And 
I feel terrible for Kate. I really, really do. And the fact that Edward's like, I'm just confused right now. Um, and, and Kate gives him an ultimatum. It's like, then you need to figure out this confusion. And while you're doing that, I'll be sorting through my own issues. As in, I don't know if this is going to work. So you do, you do you, I'll do me, and we'll figure this out whether or not we're going to stay together. I can't believe that after all this time, he was married to Evelyn. If he wanted what's her yet back, you could have probably had her. Granted, she had married that cleaning yachts, carpet cleaning yachts, divorced him because all she wanted was the money, the stability, and the comfortability. I mean, we're even going to get... I mean, a little spoiler alert. Guys, you know that they get married. If you've seen the show, you know that Kate and Edward eventually get married. However, one of the things he says to Ricky is, it's Kate's idea to get married. I'm doing this because she wants me to. What is your deal, guy? What is your deal, writers of the show? Solidify this. Why do we keep jumping around? I know that there are bumps in the road with couples. All couples event you'll go through stuff like that. Possibly. But still, it's like the people that are not just, you know, watching for Ricky, they're watching. I'm, as an adult, I'm watching for Kate and Edward. I'm enjoying their relationship. What I'm not enjoying is this back and forth stuff. It doesn't happen very often, but it is very irritating. <laughs> So she pretty much just leaves him like, you gotta sort your stuff out. And you decide on Veronica, and once you do, you let me know. Because if you think about it, if they're in a relationship, which I believe that's what he said that he and Kate were in, then by kissing Veronica, he full-on cheated on Kate. I'm sorry, but that's what I feel. You're with somebody and you kiss somebody else? That's cheating. You don't have to sleep with someone else to cheat on somebody. The fact that you kiss them is enough to call that a cheat. An infidelity. So, Edward's trying to explain away how he had it bad for Veronica back then. And now that she's come back 15 years later, it's like he's being reinfected with that fever. Like she's Veronica's malaria. And... Kate is like, well, then what am I? Just a passing rash? And he's like, no, you're like a virus. I'm like, oh my goodness. And she's getting ready to go. She wants to walk out the door. But he's like, I like to tell you that this is just a passing uh, moment's temptation. But I'm just, he's like, I gotta admit, I'm confused. There should be no confusion. None. You want to know what this makes me think of? The Full House episode, One Last Kiss, where Jesse goes to his 10-year high school reunion, and he's engaged to Becky at this point, but his high school girlfriend, Carrie, is there. And after 10 years, she thinks that they're going to get back together. Like, you promised me when we got, I got back from Paris from being a model that you and I would pick things up right where we left off. In those 10 years, she never contacted him, she never wrote to him, nothing. And he's seen multiple people between her and Becky. So come on. 
can <clears throat> we as women really expect a guy to wait around and keep a promise like that? I mean, I don't think that Veronica said, promise me, Edward, we'll go our separate ways, but we'll come back and see each other again, and when we do, we'll be together. She didn't say that. Like, come on. It's just nuts. It's a bump in the road here with Edward and Kate. And it just frustrates me. And after hearing Edward say that he's confused, it's like, what can Kate say to that? So she says, I admire your honesty and I feel I should be honest with you. As she'd say, <laughs> basically uh, does a, what do they call that? A raspberry? He spits in his face. So she tells him as she grabs her coat to leave, Edward, I think you should confront your confusion and that he should sort things out fast. As in, you need to deal with your stuff. I'm not going to wait around forever. You need to make a choice. Like, if you want to be with me, fine. Because I want to be with you. But if that's going to happen, no other women from your past are going to come up in here and confuse you and mess up our relationship. It's like, you are devoted to me and only me if we are going to have any kind of a relationship. Which, I like this. She's not crying saying, pick me, Edward, pick me. She's saying, I need you to figure this out. And I need to figure out whether or not I want someone like you in my life. Because I need someone who's going to commit. And right now, you're not that guy right now. So she said, as far as Miss Malaria is concerned, I, I suggest you take two aspirin and stick your head in a bottle of quinine. What is that? I don't even know how to spell that. Is this her with the Q? I'm guessing that Ricky is going to come out of the library now, and he and his dad are going to have a talk. <laughs> Dad, are you in love with Veronica Cranbottom? Maybe. Oh, come on. No. Maybe. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> Maybe. That is it possible for a guy to be in love with two women at the same time? Not if both women know about it. <laughs> Last summer, I thought I was in love with two girls. Carla and Jill. Who? I was so mixed up. But I finally realized that Carla was the girl for me. So where is she? How did you decide? Jill moved to New Jersey. I don't think my problem is going to be solved that easy, son. Kate, Veronica. Somehow I've got to choose. So... Ricky comes out, he asks his dad the obvious question. Are you in love with the Veronica? And Edward is like, well, maybe. No. Yes? No. I don't. He goes back and forth. I'm thinking, okay, you know what love is, Edward. You know what that is. That's what you have with somebody that develops over time. It doesn't happen 
over the course of a, I mean, come on. You had a summer fling with this Veronica. Kate, you've been developing a relationship with her. You've been through things with her. You've experienced things with her. I mean, obviously, there's no question. This Veronica just wants... She just wants to reignite an old flame. She doesn't want commitment. She married a carpet cleaning guy because she wanted the money. And the stability. She got the house and the divorce. That's all she wants. And you know dang well that if she were to marry Edward, she ain't. But she would take him for all that he's worth. Kate is an honest, hardworking, smart, working woman. What does Veronica do other than live off her ex's money? No question. Kate is the better choice. And then Ricky mentions about two girls that he was dealing, juggling with over the summer. Carla and Jill. We've never seen them. We'll never see them. We never even heard of them until now. That apparently was a dilemma and Jill solved the problem by moving to New Jersey. Oh my goodness. And Edward's like, son, I don't think that's going to be as easy for me to solve my problem. Now we cut to Dexter with Edward in the library. So Dexter wants to talk about some investments for Edward. Edward's distracted, of course. He's like, Ed, uh, Dex, I need to talk to you. I need to talk with a buddy. And Dexter's like, okay, I'll leave when he gets here. And Edward's like, no, Dexter, you and I, we're buddies, right? And Dexter is like so overjoyed. Like, oh, we are, aren't we? So yeah, let's, I mean, let's hear what Dexter has to say about this situation. I'm sure he'll say Kate is the obvious choice. He better say that. What's your problem, Edward? Well, for some time now, you know, I've been seeing Kate. Oh, she's a wonderful woman. You are very lucky to have her. I know. You're ready to propose to her. But first you need a prenuptial agreement. I have a standard contract. Uh, no, no, hold it, hold it, hold it, Dex. My problem does concern Kate, but it's not of a nuptial nature. See, a long time ago, I was in love with a lady, Veronica. And I saw her again recently, and I find that I'm still attracted to her. Uh-huh. Is this Veronica still attracted to you? Yeah. In fact, Kate caught us in the act of being... Attracted. <laughs> that is a problem. Dexter, do you think it's possible for a guy to be in love with two women at the same time? Yes, it's possible. It's also exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a mess. I love Kate. I used to be in love with Veronica, too. Kate makes me happy. Veronica might make me happy, too. Well, it's obvious you've made your decision. For what it's worth, I believe it's the right one. What are you talking about? I'm as confused as ever. No, you're not. I'm not? Edward, have you been listening to yourself? You love Kate. You used to love Veronica. Kate makes you happy. Veronica might make you happy. 
You're positive about Kate. You're wondering about Veronica. I've chosen Kate. I've chosen Kate. I've chosen Kate! Well, Edward, you see, people tend to think because I'm a business manager, all I deal with is numbers and statistics. But the truth is, I am sensitive to people's emotions 23.4% of the time. <laughs> ah, this is great, Dex. I feel so much better. I'm going to end things with Veronica tonight. And I'm going to tell Kate that I want her and only her. There's only one small footnote. After all that's happened, let's hope Kate still wants you. Bye. <laughs> so Edward has Dexter help him sort out his feelings for Veronica and Kate. Dexter brings up a good point. Well, you've chosen Kate, Edward. The way you talk about her, saying that you're in love with Kate. And Kate makes you happy. Whereas Veronica, you were in love with her. And she might make you happy. And Edward's like, you're right. I've chosen Kate. And he's so excited and happy. And, of course, Dexter leaves with the parting words. The question is, does Kate, has Kate chosen you? Does she still want you after all of this? And that leaves Edward stumped. He doesn't know. But his kissing Veronica have made Kate... Or helped Kate make her decision about whether or not she wants to continue a relationship with Edward. We'll just have to find out. This is truly bizarre, Dad. What do you mean? <laughs> well, see, I'm going to tell Leslie that things are over between us. And you're going to say the same thing to her mother. I'm dumping Leslie. You're dumping her mother. It's a double dump. <laughs> yeah, boy, this is one for Ripley's, huh? <laughs> Good luck. You too. Hi, Ricky. Hi, Edward. Shall we go in the living room? Same way about you as you do about me. 
You will eventually. <laughs> okay, maybe eventually. But in the meantime, like over the next 40 or 50 years, I think you should go out and see other guys. But I only want you. After all, you're God's gift to women. Leslie, please don't say things like that. It's embarrassing. You're so modest. When I look at you, my heart goes thumpity thump. Leslie, try to understand. We're young. We still wear underoos. It's just better if we don't tie ourselves down. Okay, Ricky. Go ahead. Have your fling. Thank you, Leslie. I just have one question. What's that? Should we go to Hawaii or the Alps on our honeymoon? <laughs> So, Ricky and Edward are sitting on the couch deliberating. Veronica and Leslie are coming over and they're going to be dumped by Ricky and Edward. And I'm like, Ricky, you and Leslie weren't dating. But he still needs to drop her like a bad habit because she's... And when he does try to dump her, she's not getting the picture. Like, okay, you can have your fling. Where do you want to go? The Alps or do you want to go to Hawaii for a honeymoon? She's not getting it. She's like, put blinders up or something. And she's just not seeing what, she does not want to see what, or get what he is telling her. So when both, um... Veronica and Leslie come in. They both turn their backs to Ricky and Edward so they'll take their coats off. And the guys take the coats, but they don't hang them on the coat rack. They just drop them to the floor. Like, eh. So now we get to Edward and Veronica. Just make it quick and easy. Rip it off like a band-aid. And always will be my first love. <clears throat> can't recapture the past. Well, at least we'll always have Camp Al Bernstein. Well, I forgot to tell you, they tore down Camp Al Bernstein, put up a shopping mall. It's now the Al Bernstein Galleria. you have a nice talk? Not really. He tried to dump me. <gasps> but I told him that I'm undumpable. <laughs> Come on, honey, let's go home. Yep. It's been a tough night for the cran bottoms. <laughs> Edward, Ricky, Leslie, Malaria. <laughs> Goodbye, Edward. Goodbye, Veronica. Goodbye, Leslie. Not goodbye. A feeder scene. <laughs> so, Leslie tells her mother that Ricky tried to dump her, and she just told Ricky that she's undumpable. This girl, oh my gosh. 
Luckily, we only see her for one more episode in, like, halfway through season three, and she's gone forever. Thank you, thank you. Edward tells uh, Veronica that um, they are, they're donezo. They can't recapture the past. She's like, we'll always have Camp El, El Bernstein. He's like, oh, uh, by the way, they turned that into a shopping mall. So they go to leave. There's a ring at the door. Edward opens it. It's Kate. She's got a box, so clearly she's come to take her stuff out of there. As in, um, you're going to find yourself a new personal assistant because I'm done. So let's find out how this wraps up. These episodes kind of seemed a little short to me, which it's fine because the episodes were just okay. They weren't the greatest. Kate, I'm glad you're here. I'm really, 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 really glad. I'll only be a few minutes. Just long enough to clean out my desk and say goodbye. Goodbye? That's right. Since our personal relationship is ending, it will, of course, be impossible for us to continue working together. Ending? Ending? Honey, I'm glad you mentioned ending because I just ended things with Veronica. I sorted it all out, Kate. I'm not confused anymore. I want you. Really? Really. I'm glad to hear that, Edward. Oh, Kate, and I apologize from the bottom of my heart if I've ever hurt you. I, I accept your apology. You do? Then you won't leave and you and me are together again. No. Ooh. No? Our relationship is permanently damaged. How can I ever completely trust you again? How do I know that a month from now you won't get involved with the girl you took to your high school prom? Kate, I guarantee that won't happen. How can you guarantee it? Because she's dead. <laughs> it was a bus accident. It was a terrible tragedy. Oh, Kate, look, I know I've damaged our relationship, but won't you let me make it up to you? Can't you give me a second chance? I'm sorry, Edward. I'm fresh out of second chances. But, 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 you, but, but, well, don't be hasty here. You know, you know, what are you going to do for a living? I'm going back to Columbus. I'll find a job there. Yeah, but, 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 but what if there aren't any jobs there, huh? Well, I can work for my uncle in his bowling alley. He's always looking for good lane waxers. <laughs> Ricky, will you stop that? <laughs> Edward, I thought you were in love with me. I was. I am. Well, I think part of being in love is resisting the temptation to fool around with someone else. Well, I think part of being in love is to forgive a person when he or she messes up. There's no point in rehashing all this. Let's just say goodbye, all right? It's over? Just like that? Just like that. It's finished? We're history. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Hey, goodbye. Goodbye. Please, wait. hope that you guys can patch things up. I just can't believe that either of you wants to end like this. The least you guys can do is give each other a nice goodbye kiss.
head. Remember, this is your final pucker. up real quick um edward says kate look i have ended things with veronica i'm in love with you and she's got her box she's t cleaning out her desk and while she's doing this ricky is taking stuff that she's putting in this cardboard box out of the box and he's putting it back into her desk and the whole time that she uh and edward are, are arguing and everything she's just saying you know uh that she can't work there anymore, that her personal relationship is damaged, and she doesn't think that it can be repaired. Alright, let's head back to the beginning of this. She's like, I'm just cleaning out my desk, and then I'll say goodbye. And Edward's like, goodbye? What do you mean? She says, since our personal relationship is ending, I see no way that we can continue to have a business relationship. I can't work for you. And she's like, our personal relationship is ending. And he's like, ending good. I mean, I want you to know that I just ended things with Veronica. And he says, I sorted it all out. I'm not confused anymore. I want you. And you think she would take him back right away. He's like, I apologize from the bottom of my heart if I ever hurt you. And she does say, I do accept your apology. He's like, great, you do. That means that you'll stay and then we're together again. And you think she's going to say yes. She says no. No. She says, you know, our relationship is completely damaged. How do you expect me to ever trust you again? Which I get. I get what she's saying. Yeah, you guys were in a relationship. You messed up by kissing someone that wasn't Kate. How can she trust you again? And she's like, how do I know a month from now you won't get involved with a girl that you took to your high school prom. And he's like, Kate, that's not possible. And she's like, why not? And he's like, well, because she's dead. She got hit by a bus. And he's like, I know I've damaged your personal relationship, but won't you let me make it up to you? Will you give me a second chance? I, I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? If you had someone that cheated on you, would you take them back? If they begged and pleaded, which is exactly what Edward's doing. And she just... Tells him point blank, like, I'm sorry, Edward, I am out of second chances. He's like, don't be hasty, what are you going to do for a living? And she's like, well, I may move back to Columbus if I don't have any job offers here. And he's like, you may have a hard time finding a job. She's like, well, I can always work in my uncle's bowling alley. He's always looking for alley waxers. Or lane waxers. And she finally notices, as she's going to put a stack of, what is it, letters or something into her box. She sees Ricky taking them right out. And she's like, Ricky, will you stop that? And Kate faces Edward. She's like, Edward, I thought you were in love with me. And he's like, I was. I mean, I, I am. And she, she's like, well, part of being in love is resisting the temptation to fool around with some floozy. And Edward's like, I think part of being in love is forgiving a person uh if they cheat on you i can't no i don't i would never forgive that 
Forgive a person when he or she messes up. Um, you cheated on her by kissing someone else when you were in a relationship with Kate. That's not messing up. You made a choice. She's like, there's no point in rehashing everything. It's over. And he's like, really? Just like that? And she's like, yeah. So he's like, all right, fine. And she's like, fine. He's like, okay, bye. And she's like, bye. And she takes and just shoves all the stuff that's on her desk into the box and starts to head towards the door. But Ricky calls her back like, wait a minute. You guys, aren't you going to kiss each other goodbye? So Ricky says, I know I don't think you guys can patch things up, but I really don't think that you want to end things like this. He's like, the least you guys can do is give each other one last goodbye kiss. Aww. So they, Edward and Kate slowly inch towards each other as Ricky takes the cardboard box out from underneath Kate's arm. And she and Edward kind of maneuver their faces a little, inching slowly, inch by inch, until their lips touch, and they kiss, and they break apart, and they look at each other, and they realize, like, yes, they are so in love with each other, and they want to be together. And they really kiss and go at it, and Ricky's like, wow, I can't believe that worked. And that's the end of the episode. Um, you know, I liked the episodes. I didn't love them. It just, it seemed kind of one and done. I liked, if I'd have to give this, I'm going to give it a three out of five. If we put both episodes together, I'm going to do that. The two things I didn't like, did not like Veronica. Didn't like her coming on to Edward and kissing him like that. When she knew that he was involved with somebody else, she just wouldn't let it go. I didn't like Leslie constantly coming on to, to Ricky, even though we've seen her do that in the past. And writing some stupid play about a plastic surgeon who's patient with a big nose is in love with her. Totally lame. Um, what I did like, I liked that Kate took charge and she said, you need to figure things out, Edward. Because I don't know where we stand. You need to, like fix your confusion and, and choose. She didn't beg. She didn't plead. She didn't say choose me. She said, I need to figure things out too. And I like the fact that she came back and she was not automatically going to take him back. She just said, I've come to collect my things. You've damaged our relationship, most likely beyond repair. I'm going to try to find a job somewhere else because we clearly cannot work together. And of course, the last thing I loved was when they kissed and made up. So, for a silver spoonful, actually, I didn't do one last week with the, uh, or, um, with Billy, the tomboy pitcher. For that one, I'm just gonna say, you need to stick with somebody your own age. We are living now in a world where don't have crushes on your friend's parents. That's just creepy and gross. Um, and illegal. Um, and for this one, I'm gonna say, if you were at all mixed up about f your feelings for somebody when you're in a relationship, if someone comes into your life that was an old flame, really think about your choices and what your intentions are before you make a big mistake that could ruin your future chances with your current relationship. Because I, 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 I definitely say, you kiss someone on the mouth that you're not dating when you're already in a relationship, I view that as cheating. I view that as cheating all the way. 
Some people are like, oh, I made a mistake. I made a mistake by being with this person when I'm in Like, you made a choice. That is not a mistake. And I applaud Kate, honestly. Like I said, because she stuck to her guns. And she basically said, you figure this out. What you want to do. And I will figure out what I'm going to do. She didn't cry. She kept a, kept a stiff upper lip. She was strong. She probably cried when she got home. But, yeah, she is a strong, independent woman. I, I applaud her. Hopefully we don't have to deal with a scenario like this in the future. Alright, from this point forward, we are going to be doing an episode a week. We're going back to an episode a week. Until we finish... We have three episodes left, and the next episode is going to be a very serious one. Probably, of all the episodes so far to date, this has got to be, of the ones I've covered, this is going to be the most serious episode that this show has covered to date. It's entitled Spare the Rod. It's season two, episode 20. In this episode, Ricky finds out that his accident-prone friend... Toby is actually being physically abused by his father. And Toby is played by none other than Mino Palouse, who is the half-brother of Soleil Moonfry, who we all know as Punky, who played Punky Brewster. And we see a side of Edward that I don't think we will ever see him again. And I will actually make a video of it. I'll put it on the the Facebook page and, and uh, the Instagram page. Because it is... It's big. This is a big, big thing. Addressing child abuse in sitcoms. So that being said, guys. Look forward to that episode next week. And have a wonderful Tuesday afternoon. As I said, if you want to reach out to the podcast, you can do so at silverspoonspodcast.com. If you want to follow along with the podcast, you can do so at Facebook. Together, we're going to find our way on an official Silver Spoons podcast page or Instagram at Silver Spoons Podcast or Twitter at Punky Power PB Podcast slash Silver Spoons Podcast. All right. Bye bye.